0: When designing a project, sometimes you put morals and beliefs at the forefront. Sometimes these beliefs lead you and your friends to create a game about scavenger animals in space for charity. This week on Schedule for Launch, join me, Zach Walsh, as I talk with Moss Powers about their game Trash Genotica. This adorable card and dice role-playing game puts charity at the center and fun follows close behind. We talk origins, animals, and how sometimes delays in bigger projects can be a good thing. Welcome to Schedule for Launch, a podcast to discover projects that you may have missed. My name is Zach Walsh, and I am super grateful to be joined by Moss Powers this week to talk about their game, Trastronautica. Moss, thanks for coming on the show this week.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: You sent me a little file about this game, and I was looking at the art, and I was reading the rules, and you've got something that's very both adorable and kind of serious at the same time. So I'm excited to pick your brain about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think there's some uh definitely a broad range of tones that we go through with uh Trash Tronautica, but I'm excited to talk about it. So
0: Alright, so before we really get into what Trash Tronautica is, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Um so I'm a relatively new game designer. I've I've designed uh I guess a traditional game is the best way to phrase it before, but I've never done tabletops until now. This is my first foray into it. Uh, I've been a role okay. player basically most of my life. I've done uh, freeform role playing, and then I switched to D&D, obviously, at some point, And then I picked up indie tabletops over the last year or so.
0: Yeah, th- this is, like I said, this is a very fun game based on how it's <laughs> it's shaping up to be. But can you tell everybody a little bit about what, is Trastronautica.
1: Uh, Trastronautica is a lighthearted indie tabletop that takes place in space in the distant future where uh, urban animals have taken to the stars and are hunting for garbage. They're essentially salvagers, uh, scrap trawlers, and astronauts, for lack of a better term, uh, in the distant future just floating through space discovering things and all that.
0: And there is definitely a fun atmosphere about that. Your range of the types of animals you've chosen has given... I believe in the book right now they're referred to as trash animals. And I thought that was the funniest thing. Because there there are six of them right now that I've (laughs) seen. And that is, if I am wrong, it is the coyote, pigeon, raccoon... Rat, skunk, and possum, right? That's correct. You got all six. Perfect. So, what went into choosing these animals specifically?
1: Uh, so, actually, the project itself was born out of my love for possums. Uh, I am very <laughs> much a possum fan. And I wanted to do something with a possum TTRPG. And I had uh, listened to... Kind of a keynote speech by avery alder about iterative design and i had had another tabletop that i was working on at the time that wasn't really going anywhere but i kind of took some of the lessons from avery alder's speech about designing between uh two different projects and kind of iterating between them and the possum 2trpg that i was originally working on became trastronautica in a different form um so the animals kind of made sense to the aesthetic of animals that would probably be rooting through your garbage, more or less. Uh, I think having those six seemed to flow pretty naturally. They all had the kind of their own niche and their own style, but yeah, they, they came pretty naturally in the selection choice.
0: I think that most people, at least in North America can relate to these six animals specifically to in, uh, in urban settings
1: yeah urban animals
0: yeah that that's a big thing too right they they are urban right it's a lot of yeah. them
1: uh, urban animals in particular were the, the focus of it and I don't know if I mentioned in the beginning but uh, this is a tabletop to benefit specifically uh, urban animals so I'm raising money with the release of it hopefully to coincide with some organizations that are raising money and doing work for urban animals in particular I've got two organizations on board right now. I'm hoping to get the third one before launch, which uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, we will be launched. So uh, we've got a couple organizations on board, hoping for at least one more. Uh, they're all small grassroots organizations that are doing efforts for uh, rehabilitation and support of urban animals.
0: Okay. If, if you don't mind um, talking about that a little bit more, I'd actually really like to hear that because... Based on readings and, stuff, and what you just said, there clearly you're, you've got a love for these these animals, or at least to care for them and the environment in general. Would you be willing to talk about what led you to these organizations, specifically, even if they're not named?
1: Uh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna skip their names for now until they're finalized for release. But, so, I've wanted to put a lot of time into, various projects in my life, and one of those things has always been taking care of animals and like supporting them. I'm a big animal lover and I've wanted to do more for animals, but I just, I personally have trouble volunteering because I don't have a car. Like I don't drive. That's one of my issues. Um, that makes volunteering difficult in a lot of capacities, but I did discover there's something I can do for animals with the skills that I have. And that's, you know, try to create a game and try to raise them some money and attention in the same kind of, uh, capacity as i'm capable uh i think having the subset of skills that i've really kind of moved towards and having the passion for animals that i haven't really been able to put too much other work into has kind of led me to a place where i can kind of cross those passions together and do something for animals while at the same time exercising uh what i what i'm passionate about otherwise which is Gaming, like board games, traditional games, and tabletop games.
0: You know what? I love hearing that because there are a lot of people who come onto this show and they have phenomenal projects, but they're they don't really fuse what they love outside. They'll they'll fuse like their fantasies and stuff. And I'm I'm not I'm not giving anybody trouble who's been on this show. I love you all very much. However, uh, I like I really like seeing somebody come on who is talking about things that realistically, it's your, like you said, your, your love of possums led you to this, which led you to that organization. You've got this amalgamation going on and it's, it's really, you don't see it a whole lot. And I just really appreciate that. So I want you to know that. Well, thank you. So let's get a little bit into how you actually play this game. So you have, you've made you and your team, uh, and we'll go over them in just a second. You yeah. have made this really cool system for for skill checks. Can you tell us a little bit about how Trash Renautica works mechanically? Uh,
1: yeah, so Trash Renautica resolves its different skills, which there are six of, uh, through a combination of card hands and dice. Uh, there are a deck of 54 standard playing cards with jokers included that you use to resolve your skill checks. First, uh, everyone draws five and then there's three on the board, kind of like Texas Hold'em poker. Okay. Uh, you will, you'll create poker hands. Basically, uh, you'll get pairs, t- you know, full houses, flushes, all that. Uh, those will give you a score. And then from there you will roll two D six, add it to your score and then check it against a success chart. Like the, uh, degrees of success and that determines how well you use the skill that you're trying to use but that's the main mechanic of Trashernatica.
0: so at its heart it's actually a pretty straightforward system especially if you know your card games then
1: yeah I was born kind of out of the idea of like the iconic one of the iconic pieces of trash for me is like a deck of playing cards when I think of uh, like random things I'd find on the street corner or things like that that are just laying in the gutter. One of those things is like a deck of playing cards or pieces of a deck of playing cards. So it's a very iconic piece of the aesthetic to me. Uh, it just, for some reason, has resonated in my head as something that I picture as commonly thrown away.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're very right. that That is something that's up there when I think about it. Yeah, you see a lot of playing cards tossed out and just how thematically fitting wow (laughs) so we had actually brought it up when we we started talking about this and i mentioned it a little bit just a moment ago but you wanted to make sure that some acknowledgement was brought to the people that you're working with on this game so can you tell me a little bit about your team and how how you met maybe some other things about what they've done and how you all came to start working on this really interesting project actually
1: uh, yeah, so I met most of my team through the LARP group that I'm a part of. I'm a LARPer in part of my spare time. Okay. Uh, and they're all sword fighters. We do foam sword fighting. Uh, so I met them through that, and we kind of had a mutual interest in games and tabletops, and I wanted to start a big project. I initially had created like a, a, f- a group that had some people in it from the sword fighting community, And we all got together and started talking about, like, oh, what do we want to do? We want to make a big tabletop project, because that sounds fun, just based on our mutual interests. And we had developed it over time, and we're still working on it. It's a little in hiatus right now, but this team has put together a couple other projects along the way, kind of in between while we're on hiatus of the big one. And this is kind of the latest in that development line. Um, but we have a graphic designer. we have a our guy who does marketing, and we have uh, another writer, and then we have myself. And we also have currently a professor of ethics and diversity that's on our team, which is great to have. yeah um, very well qualified and extremely talented individuals. Uh, I'm gonna plug all their information probably at the end. Um,
0: <laughs> of course.
1: But yeah, they're all fantastic folks and they've all done a great job working with me. So, uh, yeah, Trastronautica has largely been the product of a couple of us that kind of were working while the others were busy. It was myself and the graphic designer for the most part. And then the collaboration of a few other artists that we commissioned along the way.
0: So this game was kind of born out of the off time of another game then? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's great. I you know what I I really like Trash Nautica. I talked a little bit about it with um with a friend and my girlfriend, and I I'm really actually been excited to talk about this one, um, partially because the the graphic and like the imagery in this game is so colorful and lively, and I think that's something that people are gonna really like flipping through when they actually see this. So I, I think you you're definitely on like. You got something here, and I think people are going to really like it.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. We've really done quite a bit to make it visually appealing. Uh, my graphic designer has done the, a great job with the cover art. We got a star map at the end, and we've got a few other pieces on the way that are looking really good.
0: Great to hear. So when we come into A Game of Trastronautica, there is obviously uh, the big question of, like, what exactly do you do? Because there's, you're in space, there's a lot of options, and like you said, you're, you're some sort of crew. And from what I can tell, it's more or less summed up as different sorts of expeditions and explorations being the heart of the game. So there's sort of like the loop of go explore, get what you need, come back to the ship, and do something. Is this loop just kind of something that was born out of a natural place, or is this something that you've been working on to make sure that they coexist really nicely?
1: So the expedition system was kind of born out of, like, needing a way to playtest the game. Uh, But the concept is kind of loosely taken from games like uh, FTL or Star Fox, where you kind of travel from feature to feature in space uh, to the next feature uh, until you find, you know, whatever objective you're looking for. But the natural playstyle of Trash or Nautica kind of lends itself towards exploration and... A lot of discovery and kind of wonder those are the some of the tenets that we're really looking at with the game so the concept of the expeditions is that you're kind of discovering things along the way towards a greater objective uh sometimes that'll be food sometimes that'll be repairs for your ship sometimes that'll be technology or some kind of diplomatic excuse for going somewhere but uh, for the most part the exploration system is designed to be kind of linear but optionally linear like branching.
0: Okay, it works similar to like a, a quest system then.
1: Kinda yeah. You have you have your main objective at the end, and then you're kind of passing a lot of discoveries along the way. That's kind of the intention of the the system.
0: Okay, that's really cool. I really like that, especially because it was born out of necessity, and you've you've worked it really well into how the game runs.
1: Yeah, I'd like to think so.
0: So. Obviously one of the questions that's going to come up with this game it focuses on the the themes and the animals specifically and why they're in space and why there's all this this junk laying around um can you tell us give us a little bit of a give us a little bit of a note about the the kind of story or basics of a Trastronautica setting
1: Uh yeah so Typically in Trastronautica, you're playing animals in the distant future. So this is after humanity has kind of taken to the stars and then kind of abandoned everything else. But the the preamble talks a little bit about how humanity basically polluted the Earth and then polluted the stars and then just took off and were never heard from again, essentially. But humanity is kind of this looming ancient force uh, that has kind of dictated a lot of things that have been going on. And left a lot of technology and things in their wake, uh, mostly garbage. And one of the main themes of this game is kind of reclaiming the rubble after a capitalist apocalypse, kind of in a metaphorical sense.
0: Okay, no, I love that.
1: So it's got kind of a a theme of working with the spoils of you know the leftovers of humanity and and what we've done to the planet and what we've done to the stars. Um. But the animals themselves it's not really clear how they get to space that's not necessarily the important part um it kind of you gotta squint a little bit and make sure that you're following the fantasy and not questioning it too hard at points but for the most part we're looking at animals that have found their way to space in one way or another and are now uh kind of seeking new discoveries and new forays using the technology of what's been left behind
0: Right. And something I personally really like about it, and maybe it's a theme that I'm reading into more than just like some animals that currently are known for eating garbage. Um, but there's definitely a, a feeling of cohabitation between the animals or um, that working to survive in desperate situations uh, originating from that, that sad beginning on Earth and humans kind of leaving a mess as they go Um, was that a theme that was originally part of this game or is it just like I said something that I'm reading into Uh,
1: that is in fact a conscious theme Uh, the idea of community and coming together and like the one of the I talked a little bit about uh, how I was listening to some speeches from Avery Alder she's one of the influences of this with some of her games Uh, so the idea of community is real big in some of the themes of Trastronautica and like coming together and making the best of what you have outside of systems that have kind of left you in the dirt. Um, There's obviously a lot of other influence as well, but that's one of the the conscious decisions within the the game itself was to make sure it's about cooperation, first and foremost, and like cooperation kind of born out of uh, being left behind for the most part.
0: And, You've summed that up really well in your both your player and narrator principles. Um, I think for the players, it is cooperation, curiosity, support, creativity, and boldness. There might be one that I'm missing. Um, that sounds pretty close. And then narrators to encourage reward, mystify, and be open. I don't remember right off the top of my head, but I remember really liking that you put the the principles right down on paper. Do you do you think that putting those player principles down will kind of affect the tone of this game in general?
1: I think so, yeah. Um, I think one of the main like fears that I have with coming up with a game like this is that it's not going to translate how it is in my head or how I run my own games of it. Exactly to another person, uh, but I think okay. having that kind of guided uh, philosophies that players can follow and GMs can follow will help bring it a little closer to my vision, and I think that's really important.
0: I think, I think that's a big fear between a lot of people who are creating their games that that's not translating the way that they want. Um, I, based on what I've read, the little bit that you've shown me. I think you've translated it very well. And something I'd like to actually talk about, coming back to what you mentioned, how you run this game and uh, playtesting, specifically. Playtesting can be a nightmare for some people. How has, oh no, how has playtesting gone for trash Um, Honestly,
1: it's been really fun. Uh, I've enjoyed the process. I've gotten a lot of good feedback. Um, It's been useful, but I haven't gotten as many playtests as I was really hoping to get by this stage. Mm -hmm. And at at this point, I still have a couple weeks to go, but uh, we're really down to the wire for making changes at this point. So uh, I would love to get another couple playtests in. Like, a blind playtest seems very valuable at this stage, but we're down to the wire for uh, making changes, like I said, so... We're unfortunately not as caught up on testing as I was hoping. Um, but every playtest I've had so far has been like all the feedback has been very positive. There's been a couple mechanical notes that have changed along the way. Um, but people seem really enthusiastic and enjoy the game quite a bit, which is obviously excellent to hear.
0: That is phenomenal to hear actually. Uh, what would you say has been like something you've learned either about yourself in creating a game, or working with your team, or just how the game runs that you didn't expect while you were learning how to playtest this? Um...
1: That question kind of threw me for a sec. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, If you wanted to reword it, what have you learned during playtesting that maybe wasn't something you expected to learn?
1: Okay. Um, I think... I I went into it kind of knowing that f- numbers and things would change, but I was actually really surprised by how fluid the system plays once you kind of get a, get a good start at it. I expected it to be a lot clunkier than it is. Um, admittedly, it's a little bit of a, a handful to read over, but I was genuinely surprised that we are as close to our initial uh, instincts as we are.
0: I'm glad to hear that it's running smoothly for you then. Sorry about that, folks. I accidentally closed my questions. So this system, uh, a lot of systems now actually have a very heavy narrative focus over like a, a clunky number system. Um, and like there's nothing wrong with those those combat games, but this definitely isn't combat themed. And my guess is that's to help emphasize uh, a lot of the, the bits that you've talked about there with cooperation and exploration Um, so what made you decide on the system that you and your your graphic designer and your team have designed
1: Uh, I think for the large part I was influenced a lot by a few designers that were kind of moving towards games like that like you talked about it's a kind of a trend right now in indie games to be more story focused I think having the support of a few indie designers that I was talking to and having just inspiration from them really shaped this game into what it is. And uh I think can I name a few influences? Is that fine?
0: Of course, (laughs) yeah. No. Plug anybody you want on this. Like that (laughs) This Uh, is all about indie promotion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um I was really inspired by uh J Dragon doing Wander Home, I think was a, a big inspiration there.
0: Yeah, Wonder Home's amazing.
1: Wonder Home is beautiful, um, and it's a great game. Uh I think I was influenced a lot by uh Ulysses Duckler's Cuticorium. Uh, I talk with okay. Duck, he's a good friend of mine. Um, oh and Avery Alder I mentioned as an influence, and then mm-hmm. like just General Sci Fi, but I think having Those indie designers that are really focused on like gentler, kinder games really move me away from like crunchy combat systems and things that are more violent or uh, kind of bash him over the head style problem solving.
0: See, what I really like about that statement too is it just shows kind of like the duality because I don't know too much about LARPing, but this Mm -hmm. game was born from a game that was born from you and some sword fighting LARP friends decided to start making. So I think that is, uh, an amazing little progression. Where (laughs) it just, it's, I feel like it happens naturally too.
1: Yeah. I feel like our outlet for violence is elsewhere. So it kind of, (laughs) uh, it kind of influenced the fact that we don't have to focus on it so much in our (laughs) role-playing.
0: So a big focus on this game too, is that fact that you're going to be trying to raise some funds. Um just so people know, because we're actually starting to get close to the end of our show here, where will people be able to start looking towards seeing some stuff from Trash Genotica, and where can they start funding it or or helping you out with this too?
1: Well, Trash Genotica itself is just my personal funding. Like there's no money going towards Trash Genotica. Everything's gonna be direct donations to the organizations that we are working with. Um I think having the itch page be the landing page right now is kind of our best guess at how to do this. This is a first time creation for my team and myself, but uh, we're hoping to have the donation links directly on the itch page that people can go in and donate to these wildlife organizations, read a little bit about them, make sure they're the, the fit that they want them to be, and then just donate directly to those organizations as they download. And it's not going to be a hard requirement obviously with itch uh if you're having trouble getting the funds together or you just want to enjoy the game or you want to check it out beforehand feel free to download and uh, not donate but it is strongly encouraged that people would uh, support the animals as that's kind of the intention of the the creation
0: yeah so one thing i also want to talk about too before we start getting to our last little bit of wrap up is um and i think i told you this before when we started was. Schedule for Launch was born out of a lot of cool projects that were developed from COVID-19 happening and people having a lot of time inside and being able to focus on things that they cared about. So I was wondering yeah. if if Trastronautica was, A, one of those games that started development because of COVID-19, and if not, how it's influenced it, even if not directly.
1: Um, So indirectly, it was born from the pandemic uh i think having my team come together was largely because i had the free time during the pandemic that a lot of us ended up with uh i've imagine a lot of designers have kind of been in the same boat where they had the opportunity of a couple months of shutdown or whatever it was yeah to kind of think on their projects and work on them but my team came together during that time and i put together this group and we've started our larger project and since then we've done, developed other things Trastronautica has been on the this more recent end of the pandemic but it's definitely been influenced by some themes of the pandemic as well the idea of kind of the human apocalypse being uh, more or less eminent in terms of the news <laughs> and visibility of like what's yeah. been going on in the in the world uh, mm-hmm. has kind of pushed that theme for Trastronautica a little bit
0: i think that's totally fair um it's it's a lot and that this game i i have a lot of love for this game already i think people are really going to like it i think it's adorable and cute it's so simple to pick up and play and just i i think that it's going to be phenomenal
1: yeah i'm really excited about it
0: so moss our final question for tonight or well i guess second last our final full question for the night um, a lot of people who come to this show will come and ask questions about how to make their own game or start their own project and they don't really know where to start. So what advice can you give somebody who's looking to design something but they they got no starting point? What would you say is your advice to them?
1: Uh, I would go to one of kind of the core tenets of my uh, publishing Entity, my my group that has come together, and that's that play is super important uh, as just a human developmental skill. So, if you have a an idea for a game or if you want to get started making games of some kind, just play around, play more games, get involved in like playing with ideas, mixing up rules, just be playful and adopt that mindset, and I think that'll go really far. Um, I think having the opportunity to learn new systems and play in new systems is really beneficial. And the other, uh, if I can add a second piece of advice to that, um, I was, Trash Aeronautica was kind of born out of my lamenting the fact that I had nothing published. And a friend of mine gave me kind of mind blowing advice at the time. He just said, then publish. <laughs> uh, and that was very much mind-blowing for me and then uh, so I sucked something together <laughs> It's very
0: sweet it's so sweet yeah. but like <laughs> no I totally understand though uh, it, I I'm laughing because um I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but the first guy who ever was on an episode, Brody uh, who did music, his entire thing was he's was like, just do it and i was talking to him during the pandemic about wanting to get something out there and his only words were well why didn't why don't you and i, I kind of like sat on the call with him and i didn't say anything he's like sorry you gotta do something and i felt called out so <laughs> four days later and scheduled for launch started so <laughs>
1: sometimes that's your best advice is just to do exactly. something exactly
0: it just it just resonated a lot at the time <laughs> Moss, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Where can people find out more about you and more about Trash Uh,
1: You can find TrashTranatica on our itch page. I think it's under my name, mossdagger perhaps, which is my LARP name, uh, mossdagger.itch.io. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at mossdagger. Uh, you can find our graphic designer on Instagram, at ksdoodles. K-A-Y-E-S-Doodles. Um, and the rest of my team, I might have to fill that in later. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. As always, everybody, those links are going to be down below. Please go give Trashanataka a look. I, like I said, I think it's one of the cutest looking games. Um, maybe I'm just a sucker for card games, but I also have a fixation on, on dice. So I, I just like how this game plays. I think it's super sweet. I think it's going to do a lot of good, and I think there's going to be a lot of you who really love it out there. So please go take a look at it. Um, Moss has been incredible to talk with and work with, so please show them some love. Um, Moss, thank you so much for coming on to the show this week. It was a lot of fun talking to you about this project.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: Not a problem at all. It was my absolute pleasure. All right, everybody, well, Moss and... Trashinautica, they're scheduled to launch really soon, so keep an ear out and we'll tell you about that then. All right, take care everybody. Have a good night, bye. Thank you once again to Moss for joining me on the show today. Trashinautica is an adorably fun time and all proceeds are gonna be going to some really good causes. So please take a look at those. Moss also wanted to add in that Grant Howitt, creator of The Witch is Dead, Honey Heist, and Crash Pandas, among way more, was also a really important influence for Trashtronautica. And it can kind of, you could see it if you are familiar with some of those games. So go take a look at some of those fun over the top games as well. The only thing that we kind of missed in this episode was really trying to get a dunk on Jeff Bezos going into space as it kind of ties in with that whole capitalism and space garbage theme. As always, though, thank you, listeners. Last week, you all helped me hit over 400 downloads, and I can't believe I have to say it already, but before this episode's even out, we might actually hit 450. That's incredible to me. I am totally at a loss for words. Um, So thank you sincerely very much. If you like the show and you want to keep hearing more, please share it with somebody you think will like it. Word of mouth is how we've always grown here, and you're quickly proving that this is is working. So please share it if you like this episode, and get in contact with me if you have something that you wanna share. It's all linked down below, and I know it's been a little bit since we actually talked about it, but if you have anything that you wanna ask me or talk to me about, all those links and the best ways to contact me, they're down in the description below this. So thank you so much, and, Have a wonderful night. Take care.